from Hollywood. It's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Randy Singer, Johnny. Oh, hi, Randy. How's the New York City Police Department these days? Well, the department's fine. Me, I'm not so sure. Well, then maybe I'd better run on down there and cheer you up a bit, huh? Yeah, you'd better come down here on account of Mary Grace Marshall. Hey, how do you know Mary Grace? The point is, you do. Well, matter of fact, I just got back from a weekend in that town of yours. Yeah, Mary Grace and I had a ball. We took in a couple of shows, did the nightclub routine. Yeah, I know. Even spent Sunday afternoon together out at the... What do you mean, you know? Johnny, your little girlfriend's been murdered. What? Yeah. Randy, have you got any leads, anything to go on? Yeah, Johnny, plenty. Then I'll grab the first plane. Yeah. You'd better. Bob Bailey in the exciting adventures of a man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly... Johnny Dollar. Act one of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Mid-Eastern Life and Casualty Insurance Company Home Office, Hartford, Connecticut. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Mary Grace matter. Expense account item one, 10 cents. Phone call to the airport to reserve a seat on the first plane to New York. Item two, phone call to Ben Perrin at the claims department of Mideastern Life. Perrin here? Ben, this is Johnny Dollar. Oh, hello, John. Now listen, I'm on my way down to New York at your company's expense, though the expense part is beside the point. Uh, Mary Grace Marshall has just been murdered. Marshall? Your company holds a policy on her, and I'm going down there to investigate. Well, now, wait, John, until we issue proper authorization for you to conduct the investigation. Don't give me that, Ben. I'm going down there now. Well, then it's completely without sanction from this or any other office. Okay, okay, forget it. I was trying to save time, and I thought I was doing you a favor. Well, I suppose you are, but until a request for your services can be rooted... I said forget it, didn't you hear me? I gotta go, gotta catch a plane. Well, for heaven's sake, man, what are you so up in arms about? Why you're so concerned about this particular... Because that girl was a personal friend of mine. A very dear friend. Oh. John, I'm... John, I'm sorry. I can see now why you're so upset. Yeah, I'm upset. By all means, go ahead, officially. And if there's anything I can do... Yeah, there is. You can stop all this yammering so I can hang up and get out of here. Goodbye. John. Yeah, what now? You really cared for that girl, didn't you? Yeah, Ben. I cared. Expense account item three, 920. Cab to the airport and plane ticket to New York. The trip down there gave me time to think. And thinking about it hurt. Mary Grace Marshall. Tall, brunette, and very beautiful. And as straight a girl as I'd ever known. There was a time a few years ago when I'd hoped she might marry me. But she wanted to stay with her successful career as a fashion designer. And she was right. I'm not the marrying type either. So we just remained friends. We had a lot of fun together. Theaters, dancing... An occasional nightclub. Sometimes the long hair stuff, a recital or the opera. Or we go to the zoo with a circus, a boxing match or a baseball game. 
or just go for a quiet walk in the park. And often, just a long, quiet evening in her apartment over a tall, cool drink and good conversation. A good night kiss? Sure. But that was all. Now she was gone. And believe me, somebody was going to pay. Item four, six dollars even for a fast taxi to the 18th Precinct headquarters and Sergeant Randy Singer. Come on in, Johnny. Close the door. Sure. Hi. Better uh, sit down, huh? Yeah. All right, when did it happen, Randy, and how? You said on the phone you have some leads. Clues all over the place. They all point toward one person. Oh. Toward the one person known to have been withered about the time the coroner says she was killed. How was she killed? Struggle. Fell and struck her head on the base of the fireplace. Cigarette, Johnny? Oh, yeah, thanks. Incidentally, so far I've been able to keep this thing out of the papers. Oh, hey, give me a light, will you? Huh? I seem to have forgotten my lighter. Yeah, you have. Here. Thanks. Now, the coroner says she was killed Sunday night, late. What? By somebody who must have spent several hours with her. You said late Sunday night. That's a... Go on, Johnny. Hey, look, stop snapping that lighter and... Wait a minute, where'd you get that? According to all the evidence, it was left behind by whoever murdered Mary Grace Marshall. Here. Look familiar? Are you crazy? This lighter is mine. I... Yeah, Johnny. I know. Now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Mary Grace Matter. Mary Grace Marshall, an old friend, a very dear one, murdered in her New York apartment on East 77th Street. Sergeant Randy Singer, my old friend at 18th Precinct Homicide, had called me immediately. And when I got there, showed me a very damning piece of evidence. Presented to Special Investigator Johnny Dollar by the International... Sure, Report. of course it's my lighter. And I must have left it in Mary Grace's apartment Sunday night. But that certainly doesn't mean that I killed her. Coroner says she died about the same time you were there. Oh, how do you know what time I was there? Wife of Charlie Walker, the building superintendent, Johnny. She saw you leave. That isn't enough evidence to convict a fly, and you know it. There's plenty more. Yeah, like what? Your fingerprints all over the place? Well, sure, I told Cigarette you. butts, same brand you smoke. So what is that? A mean? lot of them, Johnny. Like a very nervous smoke. Well, I was with her all evening. Doing what? Oh, now look, Randy. Surely you can't be serious. You can't think for a minute. You look, I... Johnny. This is my case. Nobody else's. I'm keeping it that way. I've kept it out of the papers. I think you know why. Oh, sure, sure I know why. Because we've been buddy-buddy for so long, you want to be sure that if anybody hangs me, you will for old times' sake. I asked you what you were doing. Well, let me tell you something, Randy. That girl meant a lot to me. What were you so doing Sunday night? shut up and tell night? me what other evidence you have, what you know that can help me find out who... Uh, I'm sorry, Randy. Sure, it's, it's your job. I'd probably do the same thing to you under the circumstances. If you didn't, I wouldn't have any use for you. But don't you see? Okay, look, look. We spent Sunday afternoon at the zoo, the Bronx Zoo. Went up on the subway. We walked a lot, got pretty tired. I promised her a dinner at the Shambord over on 3rd Avenue. But she said she had some food at the apartment, so we went back there. Then we just sat around and talked, played some music, that's all. And had some drinks. Yeah, I picked up a bottle of scotch on the way. How many drinks? Oh, one or two light ones is all. Sorry, Johnny, that bottle was nearly empty. But that's him. 
Who discovered the body? Mrs. Walker, wife of the apartment super. The one who saw you leave shortly after hearing the screams that made her... Screams? Yeah, that made her finally go up and look in the Marshall girl's apartment. Oh, she's crazy, Randy. You're lying. Can you prove it? I'd like to talk to that woman. I think she's off a rocker if she told you she... What'd you say? I think you ought to see her. Huh? But if I'm your big suspect... Well, sure you are. Until you can help me prove I'm wrong. We drove over to the place on 77th Street in a prowl car. Everything was exactly as it had been when I'd left Sunday night, except that there were signs of a struggle, as Randy had said. A chair and a lamp had been knocked over. The hi-fi shoved aside when she'd fallen at the fireplace. Even the bottle of scotch from which I'd poured a couple of small... Hmm... What's the matter, Johnny? Well, I'm not sure, Randy, but... Well, I'd have sworn I left this bottle out in the kitchenette where I... Huh? Hey, are you making more prints? Yeah. Look, this bottle of soda, three-quarters full. You don't kill most of a bottle of scotch with only this much soda. Unless you're drinking it straight. Oh, who drinks it straight these days? An alcoholic? Or somebody who needs a jolt for his nerve? Maybe. Want to go downstairs and talk to the super's wife? Yeah, let's. The superintendent's wife turned out to be a living doll. Young, pretty, with too much makeup. The sort of looked like she decided to get out of the chorus line for a quieter life as the wife of a building superintendent. I noticed a peculiar, spicy kind of odor when she first let us in, but thought nothing of it at the time. Now, you're sure this is the man you saw leaving Miss Marshall's apartment, Mrs. Walker? I was standing right here in this doorway. It was after I heard her screaming up there, around midnight. You're sure you heard her scream? Well, my husband heard it first. He woke me up, pounding on the wall between our bedrooms. Well, didn't he get up to investigate? Oh, no, the lazy... Well, he's been sick. He's still sick. But then I heard the screaming, so I run into his room and ask him what to do. Go back to bed and forget it, he says. It's probably just a party upstairs. Then you went up and found the body, huh? Well, first I tried to sleep, but I kept thinking I heard noises. From upstairs? Well, no. You sure? It was like maybe my husband was getting up or something. Go on. Well, finally, about 2 a.m., I went up to her apartment. When she didn't answer my knock, I let myself in. And there she was, dead. Who called the police? You or your husband? Him? Huh. Besides, I told you he was sick. He still is. I'd like to talk with him. Oh, sure. If he's sober enough. Come on. That was a funny crack. If her husband really was sick. She led us toward the rear of the apartment, and I mistakenly started to enter her bedroom. That peculiar odor again, only more pronounced. And believe me, it was an arpege. Here, mister, this way. Her husband's bedroom is pretty much of a mess, untidy, with pictures of bathing beauties, calendarite, and some striking pictures of Mary Grace Marshall plastered all over the walls. This room had an odor about a two of stale booze. Here you are, Charlie. No. No, I, I tell you, I don't want any more of that stuff. Well, you seem to think it'd make you feel better. I did. What did you... Oh. Oh, they cop again. That's right, Mr. Walker. And this is the guy seen coming down from your girlfriend's apartment after all the screaming. His name's Johnny something. You actually heard screaming up there, Mr. Walker? Yeah. Yeah. Awful racket. Woke me up. 
scared me. What do you mean? That poor girl up there, all alone. Only she wasn't alone. But then it stopped. I figured maybe I'd been wrong. Had a nightmare or something. Yeah, sure, a dream about her. You think about me for a change instead of dreaming about shut, that day. Shut up. Talking about her, dreaming about her, sneaking around to have a look at her when she came shut in the house. If you wasn't sick, I think you'd sneaked up there and done her in because you couldn't have shut her. You, will you take her out of here? It wouldn't be the first time a drunken bum has killed somebody. Shut because up. It. Shut up. Mrs. Walker, I thought I told you this man was supposed to be kept quiet. Oh, well, now look, doctor. I'm... Doc, yet I walk in here and find this sort of thing going on. Go on, all of you. Out of here while I attend this man. Just a minute, Doctor. Out immediately. This is a heart case complicated by a very serious virus infection. Doc, if I can have just one Later, minute. officer. I must save this man's life. Come on, Randy. You too, Mrs. Walker. Yeah, sure, sure. He's been getting alcohol again, strictly against my order. Now, look here, Mrs. Walker. No, no, wait. Huh? Come on upstairs with me again. Oh? What'd you think of? A couple of things, Randy, that I believe will clinch this case so fast. Come on. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Mary Grace Matter. What do you mean, clinch the case, Johnny? Didn't you hear enough from Charlie Walker and his wife? Yeah, I heard plenty, Randy. Well, then what's the point of coming back here to the dead girl's apartment? Let me show you something here in the kitchenette. A scotch bottle. Uh, you shouldn't pick that up, Johnny. Print. Yeah, prints. And where your boys dusted over them to show them up. But look. Yeah? Right here they're smeared, see? By a piece of cloth. Sure, he tried to erase them when he killed that bottle. Now, come on back to the living room. And here, take a look at this. Well, what's the hi-fi set got to do with I it? I told you Mary Grace and I sat here Sunday night talking and playing records. So? This record on the turntable is the same one we were playing just before I left her. Look at it. Hmm, Dolorima by Vingetti. Never heard of it. We shut it off because it got too noisy in the death scene from that opera, huh? Listen. Sure. The screams that Walker and his wife said they heard. And that record's what gave him the idea. And now it's a matter of pin it on him. All right, what have you got for his motive? Motive? Are you kidding? Didn't you see those pictures of all those beautiful half... Those, those babes he has on the wall of his room? And the pictures of the Marshall girl? All right. He was gone for Mary Grace, talked about her, dreamed about her, had her pictures all over his room, but she wouldn't give him a tumble. All right. All right. So he hits the bottle heavier than ever on account of this frustration over the Marshall girl. Wouldn't be the first time that sort of thing has happened. Happens all the time. So if he can't have her, he's going to kill her. You see my point? Yeah, and it's well taken, Randy. All right. Last weekend, you're taking his dream girl out on the town, having a good time with her, doing all the things he wished he could do. Go on. Well, it's too much for him, driving him out of his rum-soaked mind. Then he hears that screaming on that opera record. It gives him the idea. He wakes up his wife so she'll hear it, too. So his wife will think somebody's getting killed up there. But he doesn't let her go up there, right? Sounds good, Randy. After his wife goes back to bed, that's when she saw you leave, he goes up there and kills the girl. But if he was as sick as he appears to have been... Johnny, time like that, a man gets superhuman strength. Strength of a madman, they call it. And listen... I'm listening. 
His wife said she thought she heard him walking around, remember? I remember. So that's it. She finally got up, came up here, and found the body. So naturally, she tied it all in with the screams her old man woke her up to hear. And that suited him perfectly. She couldn't help but alibi for him. Come on, let's get downstairs again. I realize, Johnny, it's all circumstantial, and I still have to pin it on him. Or her. But I'll hold him on suspicion. Or her. The same circumstances would work just as well for Walker's wife if she were the killer. Yeah, but what about the motive? Jealous wife. Jealous of somebody taking that drunken bum out of her hair. That funny odor I noticed about her when I first stepped into this place. I finally remembered what it is. Hey, I noticed that like a, like a cooking spice. Well, it is sometimes. Cardamom seed. Cardamom? Yeah, they used to call it the drunkard's friend. A man could booze all night, chew a couple of cardamom seeds, kiss his wife goodnight, she'd never be the wiser. Well, I'll be... That odor was so strong in her bedroom that... Well, maybe she's the lush, huh? Hey... And tried to make the same thing out of her husband. On the excuse it would make him feel better. You you mean he isn't a heavy drinker, Doctor? No, he is not. Doctor, you said he has a heart condition. A very serious one. Complicated by a... Yeah, yeah, I know. Could he possibly have got out of bed, climbed those stairs Sunday night, struggled with and killed someone? The odds against his surviving such a thing are a million to one. A hundred million. All right, I heard it all. That means you're going to start accusing me of killing that girl up there. Mrs. Walker, I told you to stay out of your husband's room. Yeah? Well, he's dead, Doc. Dead? I don't know what you give him, but he's dead. Did you give him more liquor? No. But you gave him enough before I came to... Wait here, all of you. Well, you're going to try to pin that Marshal Dame on me now that Charlie's gone? You've already pinned it on yourself, Mrs. Walker. What? You thought you'd left no fingerprints on that bottle up there. Well, I didn't. I used a handkerchief. Yeah. I... That's what I thought. But, no, 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 wait a minute. I, I, I didn't mean that. Too late, I'm afraid. Oh, no, it ain't. Put down that gun, Mrs. Walker. All right. So I kill that dame on the second floor. And if I have to kill you, I... Oh! Ooh. Yeah. Thanks, Doctor. It's... It's quite all right, sir. Well, Randy, as your killer, happy? Yeah, I guess I ought to be. You? It doesn't bring back Mary Grace. <laughs> Expense account total, including transportation back to Hartford? No, no wait. I took on this case myself because of Mary Grace and... Well, whatever she may have meant to me is none of the company's business. Oh, sure, you'll have to pay the claim on her policy. But let it go at that, will you? The rest is on me. I want it that way. Understand? For old time's sake. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Dan Coverley speaking. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Johnny Dollar. Earl Foreman, Johnny. Oh, hi, Earl. How are things down in sunny Florida? I don't know. You what? I'm calling from Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. What under the sun are you doing out there? Fishing trip? Hardly. Because if it is, I'll join you. I want you to join me, all right, but no fishing. I got a problem, Johnny. One of my important clients has disappeared. Ah, I see. Okay, Earl, I'll grab the next plane. <laughs> Bailey in the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And now, Act One of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the Tri-State Life and Casualty Insurance Company, Attention Earl Foreman. Following is an account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Three Sisters matter. Expense account item one, $151.80, transportation to New York, then airfare and incidentals to Colorado Springs. Earl met me at Peterson Field, the municipal airport. I'm glad to see you, Johnny. All right. Toss in your bags and pop in. Okay, sure. Huh. Now, where's this Green Mountain Falls you call from? A little place about 12, 13 miles east of here. Uh, I'm staying at the Lucky Four Ranch. One of the last places Rolinov was seen. Rolinov? Uh, Misha Rolinov, the concert pianist. Oh, no. Oh, sure, yeah, I've heard of him. He has a little place up on the mountain just back of the Lucky Four where he and his daughters live when he's not on concert. Daughters? How many? Olga, Maria, Ada. Now, here's what happened. Rolinov and the girls, well, they're really stepdaughters, by the way. Oh, where's the mother? She died some years back. Well, anyhow, they arrived up here about ten days ago, right after his last concert swing over in Europe. Well, what does he do when he's up here? He and the girls just low. Oh, he has a piano in his cottage to keep him practicing, that's all. And now you say he's disappeared. You see, Johnny, he was fond of taking long walks. This is pretty good hiking country. Oh, I can see that all right if you're part mountain goat. Yeah. Well, anyhow, three days ago, right after breakfast, he started out on his usual morning walk. He stopped in for a second cup of coffee with Ray Schmishny and his wife. Who are they? Uh, Ray and Glee has run the lucky four. Oh, yeah. Well, go on. Well, uh, that's all. That was the last time Rolinov was seen. Well, was any kind of a search been made? Yes, and that's not easy terrain to search. There's been quite a bit of snow, too, enough to cover up any tracks he might have made. All right. Do you know of any reason he might have wanted to disappear? No, I don't think so. I, I knew him very well, Johnny. I've known him for years. Of course, he uh, occasionally got fed up with having three girls around his neck all oh, the time. Silly man. Well, that's who wouldn't, but he loved them, I'm sure. Especially Ada, the youngest. She's a brilliant pianist. Hey, Earl, tell me, how did the girls feel about him? Really feel about him? Oh, no, just a minute. Well, you said yourself they aren't his own blood. Well, 
Just wait till you meet them and decide for yourself. Yeah, I will. The Lucky Four was on a level spot on the side of a mountain. It consisted of half a dozen neat, modern, comfortable cottages. And from the front window of the one we shared was a beautiful view of Pike's Peak. Huh? Oh, come in, Ray. Come in. You see us come up the drive? I want you to meet the man I've been telling you about. Ray Smishney, this is Johnny Dollar. Hi, Ray. Johnny. Only, I'm afraid he got here too late, Earl. Oh? Well, what do you mean? Well, just a few minutes ago, before you got back here in a gully up on the West Meadow, way up where I dumped the trash, you know where I mean? Yes. Remember the bear cave I pointed out to you one day when you went up there with me in the Jeep? You mean that bear got Rollinoff? No, but that's where I found him. Rollinoff? Dead, Earl. Dead? A bullet hole in the back of his head. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Question. Was Misha Romanoff, the eminent concert pianist, murdered? Or was he shot accidentally up near the bear cave on the mountains back of the Lucky Four Ranch at Green Mountain Falls, Colorado? We went up there and raised Jeep. A careful inspection of the body and the gully in which he found it revealed nothing by way of clues to the river. One thing, Johnny. Yeah, what's that, Ray? Well, like I told Earl here, I was planning to shoot that bear myself. Yeah. Letting him get nice and fat on the garbage from the ranch. So what? What's that? Guy? He used to come down every day, regular as clockwork, and tip over the pails and gorge himself. Well, what are you trying to say? It's think? been over a week now since I've seen him. Well, I don't see what you're getting at, Ray. Well, it could mean only one thing, Earl. Somebody else got to that bear before I could. And it must have been some time before Rollinoff disappeared. That's right. So his being killed here couldn't have been accidental by somebody gunning for that bear. Look here, Johnny. This cartridge case I picked up. Oh, let's see. Yeah. 257 Roberts. Where'd you find it? Behind that tree there down the slope. You know anybody around here who shoots a 257 Roberts? All the hunters in these parts use a 30 six or a 270 or a 30-30. Only 257. Well, what's the matter, Ray? You look sick. Yeah. There's a 257 up in the Rollinoff cottage and... One of the girls, she's a pretty good shot. Ray, you know what you're saying. Which one, Ray? Olga? Maria? Ada? No. No, I won't do it, Johnny. I, I won't accuse you. Look, this is no guessing game. This is murder. Oh, no, Johnny, I can't believe it. Not one of them. Besides, I, look, I, I got to drive into Colorado Springs, notify the coroner and the police. But if you know something that'll help us... No. No, Johnny, because if I was wrong, I'd never forgive myself. Don't you understand? Oh, all right. Earl, do you know the way up to the Rollinoff place? Yes, Johnny. Road all right for my car, Ray? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Then let's go. Hey, take it easy, Earl. This road isn't much wider than the car. I know it. Rollinoff Cottage is right up in that clearing, middle of that big meadow. You know those daughters, stepdaughters. You figure which one of them might have wanted to kill Rollinoff? Oh, no, Johnny, no. Well, who's the beneficiary of this policy? Well, it's a very unusual policy. Now, what do you mean, unusual? There's no beneficiary specifically named. 
What? The beneficiary or beneficiaries are to be the same as the heirs that are specified in Rolinov's will. Well, who? Nobody knows. Well, where is his will? Same answer. Well, now, look here. He's always made it very clear that his will would show up at the proper time. I assume, of course, that his stepdaughters will be his heirs. Oh, but if they're not... Oh, this is the Rolinov cottage. Well, quite a lot of cottage. And just as nice on the inside as it is on the outside. <laughs> Rolinov used to complain now and then about some of the feminine frippery all around him, but, well, he liked it. And you're sure they all got along well together? Well, of course, every family has a little spat once in a while. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, now listen to me. Oh, we shall see what we shall see. I know that after what Ray said, the evidence kind of seems to point to one or all of them, but, well... Yes? Oh, hello. To say the girl who stepped through that door was beautiful would be the understatement of the week. Tall and striking, dressed in something that looked like Schiaparelli or Christian Dior, as though she'd just stepped out of Charles of the Ritz. And if her two sisters were anything like this... Johnny, I said this is the older sister, Olga Rolinov. Johnny? Hmm? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Johnny. Hi. Daydreaming? Yeah, I guess so. So you're the investigator Earl told us about. Come in, won't you? Sure, thanks. Have you found out anything about Daddy? Olga, that's what Uh, we... No. No, Olga, we haven't. Oh, dear, it's terrible. Oh, wait a minute, Johnny. You wait. Ada, we have guests. Oh? Hello, Earl. Oh, hello, Ada. And this good-looking man is Johnny Dollar. Hi. Hello. Oh, that's a nice, warm welcome. Ada, why don't you go in and fix your hair? You look a fright. That plain old house there. Really? What's that you're playing, Ada? It's the last thing Daddy wrote. He wrote it frantically the morning he... It was almost as though he knew something was going to happen to him. Oh, come now. And he had to write it before it did happen. Oh. Where were you, Ada, the morning he left? Right here, Johnny. Playing this for the first time. Ever since he's disappeared, I've been trying to figure that it had some special meaning. Oh, Ada, that's such a silly idea. Is it? What did you mean by that, Olga? Oh, it's really... Well, it's like a lot of other silly ideas she gets over her music. Yeah, like what? A lot of things. As though she should be the concert artist in the family instead of Daddy. Maybe now that he's gone, I will be. I'll be greater than he ever was. Oh, sure. And I'll do it in memory of him. You'll do it for your own self-glorification. I'm sorry, Sam. That's all right. Incidentally, where were you that morning, Olga? In Colorado Springs. I went shopping right after breakfast. Or rather, window shopping. Oh. I need some new things so badly. And Well, you know, I have to keep up with the styles or I'd look like our poor little artist here. Oh, yeah. Oh, where was your other sister, Maria? I don't know. Oh, Ada, stop that. When I left the house, she and Ada were doing the dishes. Well, you weren't helping. I told you, Johnny, I had to go into the spring. Oh, yeah. Where is she now? Oh, Maria's probably out in the hills somewhere, camping all Maria's over. right here, Olga. Hello, Earl. Well. Oh, come in, dear. This is Johnny Dollar, the investigator Earl said that you were getting. Yes. So I see. Well, investigator. 
I saw two. And I didn't like what I saw. Maria was dressed in khaki shirt, breeches, and hunting boots. And hanging in the crook of her arm was a high-powered hunting rifle. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and the three sisters matter. How about aiming that rifle the other way, Marie? Oh, sure. I'll set it down in the corner. It's empty, needless to say. Uh, better let me see it, huh? Oh, I told you, it's empty. Are you a hunter, too, Johnny? Talk as if you were, dear. Are you, Maria? Do you do a lot of shooting? Shooting, yes. Killing. I'll Camping get... around these mountains, blazing away at anything that moves just for the sake of... <laughs> How about that, Maria? Oh, gives me something to do. Kind of a relief. What else is there to do in this godforsaken place? Have you any other guns? A little twenty-two that I use for plinking. We all use it. Why? I want to see that one you put in the corner, Maria. <laughs> sure. And please don't start waving it around the way you did. Here you are. Why are you so interested in it? Oh, I... Hmm. Pretty odd six. That's right. Johnny? And your only other one is a twenty-two. That's right. But why? That's no 22 up there over the mantle. That's Daddy's son. I don't think it's a seven. Oh? Get it down for me, Maria. Why? And why all these questions, Johnny? Better tell them, Johnny. Yeah, I guess. Tell us what? We... We found your father's... body. Body? Johnny, you can't mean that. I'm sorry. He was shot by a high-powered rifle. <laughs> Where? Where is he? What happened? Oh, this is terrible, Johnny. Tell me. What are you crying for, Olga? I suppose you're glad, Maria. Because now you can do what you please. No more of those boring concert trips all over the world. No more of this godforsaken place, as you call it. All right, now I listen, suppose Marie. you're glad, because now you'll have money. Fancy clothes. Europe. The Riviera. South America. Men. Men. Stop! Stop talking like that. Why? Because it's true. No, because it's... Ada, for heaven's sake, stop saying that thing over and over and over. What are you trying to do? Drive us out of our minds? No, I'm trying to find out why Daddy wrote it. What compulsion made him feel he had to write it before he left that morning? Hey, wait a minute. Well, all I have to say... Wait, is... I said. What is it, John? Ada, get back to that piano. What? Sit down. Play that thing again. Now play it. Slowly. Stop. Johnny, what under the sun are you doing? Listen, Earl. The notes on a piano run from A to G like this. Don't you see? The first three notes of that thing she's been playing are A-D-A. Listen. A-D-A. Ada. Yes. Daddy wrote it as a message to me. Oh, now, wait a minute. The rest of it now, quickly. D, E, F, A, C, E, deface. E, D, G, D, edge. C, A, G, E, cage. D, E, D, bed. What is that supposed to be? 
Data deface edge cage bed. The canary cage. Right. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Tear out the base of that cage. Don't hurt the little bird. Will somebody please tell me what this is all about? Hey, look here. Look. It has a false bottom. Yes. Look what's in it. Hidden there. Yeah. Last will and testament of Misha Romanoff. Plus. Oh. What does it say, Johnny? That note with it. Daddy's handwriting. What? Well, it looks like Rolinoff put the finger on his killer. Johnny. Johnny, what does it say? And my reason for deliberately omitting her from my will. Omitting whom from his will? What are you talking about? Read on, Johnny. Let me see. It's not only because of the self-centered life she's always led. Mm-hmm. Not only because of her constant, completely selfish extravagance. I'm afraid that could apply to all of it. An extravagance which finally led her to forging my name on checks. Oh, Johnny. Then when I discovered that she was sneaking out and practicing with the old rifle that's kept over the mantel. The 257. It was kept over the mantel. Don't move. Oh, no, put it down. All right. So he cut me out of his will. And if I can't have what I wanted, you won't have it either. Now look here, I'll go. Gun holds five shots. I know because I reloaded after I killed him. Oh, God. And now you all know that I killed him. All right. One shot is for you, Maria. One is for Ada. One is for you, Earl, and one for Johnny. And that leaves one for me. So that when I finish, no one will ever know. Olga, you're out of your mind. Maybe so. But what difference does that make now? Because now there's no other way out for me. There's nothing else I can't stand still. Because it's all of it. No. No. It's empty. It's empty. That won't stop me. Maria's got nuts for you. I'll got to. Oh, thank God somebody emptied the bullets out of that gun. Yeah. Maria? Ada and I, we didn't want to believe it. We tried not to, but I guess we knew that when Daddy disappeared, she must have somehow, somehow, that something like this might happen. And she did kill him. And she did. Oh, Johnny. Expense account total, including fare back to Hartford, three fifty one twenty. Remarks? None. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Our star will return in just a moment to tell you about next week's story. Star to tell you about next week's story. Next week, a beautiful girl. A model, in fact. And, unfortunately, a model crime to go with her. Join us, won't you?
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.